late psychiatrist and spiritual director Gerald May noted that we are obsessed in today's world with fixing ourselves. Self-help books are everywhere. There's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, and Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. And these are just a few of the best-selling self-help books. I suspect we all own at least one or two self-help books. After all, they can be, as their title indicates, helpful. But somewhere along the way, we as a culture have taken a step back from living our lives and have instead begun studying them. We have begun to see ourselves as objects to be fixed. And it seems there is no end to the ways we can make ourselves better. We can be thinner, more attractive, more efficient, smarter working, happier, more popular, more saintly. What a burden to carry, always thinking about ourselves, always looking for ways to make ourselves better. Place these alongside the burdens common to all of us, a place to live, food on the table, the loss of people we love, violence in the world, and at times it can all seem too much to bear. Those hearing the words of Jesus in today's gospel reading had their own set of burdens. They were living under imperial rule, and their religious leaders often interpreted the law in ways that emphasized ritual purity more than the human need for justice and mercy and compassion. Later in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says that the scribes and the Pharisees tie up heavy burdens hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. And of course, the same can be said for many religious authorities today. The point is that the people in Jesus' day and those in Matthew's day knew what it was to carry heavy burdens, to struggle to meet expectations, to live as a slave to their cultural, religious, and political setting. And to such people laboring under heavy burdens, Jesus says, Come to me, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. In other words, lay down your burdens and pick up mine. Take on my yoke. Now a yoke is the piece that goes over the neck of an animal and connects it to the plow or cart that the animal is to pull. But it was also used to refer to the teaching of a particular rabbi. To follow a specific rabbi was to take on the yoke of that rabbi's teaching. It was to submit oneself to that rabbi's vision, that rabbi's way of life, that rabbi's understanding of reality. To take on Jesus' yoke is to take on the Beatitudes as a rule of life. It is to believe that the blessed are those who are poor in spirit, who mourn, who are meek, who hunger and thirst for justice, who are merciful, who are pure in heart, who are peacemakers, who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. It is to trust that in losing our lives we will find them, And in a world of fear and violence and self-glorification, 
It is a countercultural way to live. That's why laying down our own burdens and picking up the burdens of Jesus will at times make us seem out of step with the rest of the world. Just like John the Baptist and Jesus seemed out of step with the expectations others had of them. When the world plays the flute, we may not dance. When the world wails, we may not mourn. When we trade out our burdens and concerns for those of Jesus, we may be seen to be as naive and simple as infants. Yet true wisdom, Jesus tells us, is revealed by what it produces. It is revealed by whether the kingdom of heaven comes ever closer, whether the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the dead receive new life, and the poor have good news brought to them. This is the yoke that Jesus invites us to share. But when Jesus says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light, this does not mean that our life will be easy sailing. We all know that it doesn't mean that our life will be without any obstacle or any pain. Shedding the burdens that the world places on us and we place on ourselves and instead picking up the burdens of Jesus, that's not just another self-help method to arrive at an easier or more successful life, this time under the guise of religion. We will still feel pain and loss and fatigue And yet our souls will find rest and freedom. So why is this? Well, because we share the yoke with Jesus. And that changes everything. I have to confess that a few years ago, I felt the weight of a very heavy burden. And I went and spoke to a Catholic nun about it. And she suggested that I try an exercise. Imagine, she said... A time in the Gospels when Jesus experienced and felt just what you are experiencing and feeling. Place yourself in that story with Jesus. See the emotion on his face. Hear the voices in the crowd. Feel the rejection he encountered or the love he experienced. Look upon him as the child of God. And then she said, bring Jesus into your story into your experience, into your feelings, and see how that transforms your burden. Now, I have to admit that I was a little skeptical that a simple exercise could ease the weight that I felt, and I thought she was just telling me something to go and do so that she could get rid of me. But I did it, (laughs) and it did transform my burden. Knowing that we share the load with Jesus brings freedom, peace, and rest for the soul. It places our burdens and hurts within a larger framework, within a larger purpose. We all have burdens. We all feel the weights placed upon us by others and ourselves. So what would it look like for us to put our own burdens down and to put on Jesus' yoke instead? What if we spent less mental energy trying to fix ourselves and our own lives and more energy living into the kingdom of heaven, welcoming the poor and the sick and the stranger, living a Sabbath life of trust, seeing ourselves and the people we meet as the children of God that we are? Would it really bring rest for our souls, freedom to our hearts, and the world ever closer to the kingdom of heaven? 
And do we really have the courage to actually try it? The problem is that laying down our burdens is not an easy task, and we often need help doing it. I am reminded of a friend of ours, a Presbyterian minister, who carried her mother's ashes around for years, through move after move. A couple of years ago, we spread her mother's ashes under a tree and said some prayers. She wrote me a note which said, My mother's ashes had become very heavy. Thank you for helping me lay them down. Letting go of our burdens can be difficult. And I think this is one of the reasons that we come to church week after week, one of the reasons we need to come to church week after week, for it is here that we find help to lay down our own burdens, and it is here that the yoke of Jesus is placed upon us. As we come to the altar rail, hands outstretched and upturned, we offer to God the burdens of our lives, the pain, the disappointments, the expectations that rest like a lead brick upon our hearts, the drive for success as defined by the world around us, the things we don't want to do but do anyway, we offer all these to God, asking God to take them from us when we may not have the strength to lay them down all by ourselves. And then we wait, hands outstretched, to receive the yoke of Christ in the bread and in the wine the body of Christ given for the life of the world. It is here in the bread and the wine that we find both our mission and our peace, our vocation and our rest, all rolled into one, trusting the words of Jesus, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light.